0: I hope you had a great holiday. I hope you had a great Thanksgiving. And there's so much happened in the time I went off. It's not even funny. There's no way I'm getting through it all today. So let's just get what we can. And then we'll talk about the world tomorrow. Because I think what's happening around the world. We are such an ethnocentric society. We forget there's other things happening in the world. But let's get through what's happening in this world, in this country. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talkin' Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. I hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving. Now, I'll tell you what, because I took off Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So this is what I did this weekend, just to let you know, because this is important stuff. I cooked my first turkey, and it was a huge success. I have been designated Turkey cooker, I, I'm done. I it is it was juicy. The whole thing was gone. It was absolutely beautiful. It was beautiful. It took me a lot quicker than I thought it. I think it took me about it. It took me three days uh, to to prep it. So on Tuesday i I created the brine, which is what you put on the top of the turkey to make it taste good and make it juicy. So Tuesday i I created the brine and basically let the turkey sit in the brine for for two, for a day. Then on when on Wednesday I went in and took the turkey out of the brine. Let the turkey sit in the refrigerator for a day. And then on Thursday, I had to go we had to go shopping. I had to get all the stuff I shoved the, the stuffing in the turkey, and I don't mean the bread stuffing or anything. You don't use bread inside of a turkey because it, it ends up the the bread actually ends up pulling the juices out of the turkey. So you, I, I stuck in things like um, rosemary, basil, marjoram, um, lemons, uh, uh, onions. It just stuff that basically no one eats. All right, and the idea is, as the turkey heats, it that those flavors get into the turkey. Then I went in after I stuffed it, I buttered the turkey up with melted butter, that way it becomes brown. And then I stuck it in the oven for 3 hours. Made sure that it was no one's going to get food poisoning by making sure the temperature was right. Boom, I hit it. It was beautiful. The thing was juicy as anything. The only thing that was wrong with it is I cooked it a little bit early. I should have I should have waited a few hours, but and then Josie had to make her green bean casserole, which... Yeah, green bean casserole, that should just give you enough of it. Though her stuffing was phenomenal, it was stovetop. I'm not going to lie, she didn't create beautiful stuffing, it was stovetop stuffing, but we ended up making... Six boxes, and then later the stuffing was so good she made an additional two boxes. So it was a phenomenal dinner. It was a phenomenal dinner. I am now the official turkey maker, first turkey ever, and it was a huge success. Uh, I'm gonna, if you follow me on Twitter, I posted the bird, I posted the progress of the bird. It was a 15 pound bird, it was beautiful, gorgeous. It was great. Now, speaking of Thanksgiving, you know, we get together. The purpose of Thanksgiving is to get together, gorge ourselves, right? Oh, by the way, by the way. So what else did I do? I went to Las Vegas. It was Josie's birthday. We went to Las Vegas. We saw the Blue Man Group. We walked up at an average. I kid you not. We walked an average of 10 miles a day. Yeah, we did. We were, our legs are just beaten up this this week. I, Josie had to go to work today, and she's miserable. But yeah, hey, that, you wanted to go to Vegas? We went to Vegas. She had a great time. We saw the Blue Man Group. Great show. I didn't know the Blue Man Group was actually part of Cirque du Soleil. I really wanted to see Cirque du Soleil, but, and I, I know I'm going on five minutes just ranting about Thanksgiving, but we had a great time. We lost, she lost a bunch of money, like 300 bucks, not a bunch of money, a bunch of money the first night. And then she lost maybe 50 bucks the second night. So it wasn't too bad, but it was a, it was a great, great weekend. I had so much fun. So all this, and this is why I love Thanksgiving. I love Christmas. I am a huge fan but here's the thing: uh, the left is never happy about anything, right? They, they Thanksgiving's got to be a bad thing for these people because they're miserable. I, they, they are miserable. They hate the country, they hate any of our traditions, they hate our history. And I didn't talk about this last week because there was just so much to talk about. I mean, there was an article from the Washington Post that talked about how Thanksgiving dinner is contributing to climate change. I, and I read this thing and I was like, "I was should I actually talk about this in the podcast? And I thought, no, it's so cliche. It's just so boring. But they make a real effort to take a blow at America, their holidays, their traditions, anything. And I just thought it would be really bad if I didn't sit there and... Give the left their platform. Give it to them. And here's Joy Reid from MSNBC, who, by the way, is her ratings are absolutely terrible. I don't know how this broad is still on television. She is a stone-cold racist. She can't figure out how to do her hair up. She's just a miserable freaking human being. So let's listen to Joy Reid talk about thanksgiving because she's just a miserable human being and i gotta be honest with you it's kind of funny thanksgiving
1: the day we gather with friends and family to enjoy turkey stuffing mashed potatoes and pumpkin pie we throw on the game catch up on our lives and then discuss or quite possibly argue about religion and politics for millions of americans it's a day of cherished traditions and as americans we certainly value those traditions but it's also important to unpack the myth of thanksgiving it is a holiday riddled with historical inaccuracies, built on this myth that the indigenous welcomed their colonizers with open arms and ears of corn, a simplistic fairy tale interpretation of a 1621 encounter between indigenous tribes and English settlers that erases the genocide that followed. It's the truth Republicans want banned from our textbooks, because here's the secret they want so desperately to keep we are a country founded on violence. Our birth was violent. In 1619, a ship with more than 20 enslaved Africans landed in Virginia, ushering in two centuries of American slavery that left millions in chains or dead. And when those humans in bondage were finally free, a terrorist organization that was a card-carrying member of polite society, the Ku Klux Klan, picked up where the Civil War ended, using violence to maintain white supremacy. The Klan and its ilk are still active, And as Americans, we continue to choose violence. We are a country that chooses violence over and over again. There is no facet of American society that is untouched by it, as
0: all the recent headlines remind us. Is it any wonder her ratings are in the toilet? This woman is a miserable cow. And I mean cow in the literal sense. She's a moo cow. She's fat, she's ugly, and she's just her. Except cows, I think, have more personality. All right. And by the way, that's a word I'm trying to get rid of. Literally, I don't want to say that word anymore. So I'm trying to pull it out of my but I really meant literally with her. I mean, she is so I she's her entire goal is to make herself and the eight viewers she has on MSNBC miserable. That's all she is. Okay. Now there's a lot to unpack in this rant, but I'm not going to spend a lot of time because I just don't care. All right. Um, she's not the first thing we need to talk about. She's not completely wrong. I mean, the historical Thanksgiving is quite complicated. She said they, you know, they just, the, the Indians and the Puritans just got together and First off, no, they didn't. They hated each they didn't trust each other. They didn't hate each other. They just didn't trust each other. The Indians didn't trust the Puritans and the Puritans didn't trust the uh, the Indians. It was kind of a two-way street there. And by the way, just the Wampum- Wampanoag tribe is the tribe that she's talking about, which was the first Thanksgiving. And guess who was the chief of the Wampanoag tribe? A guy named Squanto. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. That's the history. Now, Squanto at, spoke English. Why did he speak English? He spoke English because he was captured by a an English a settler, an English explorer, he was sent to spain to be a slave he was a slave for a few years in spain spain does not did never really embraced slavery and they sent him back he ended up becoming the chief of the tribe and his pronouns are he him by the way that's going to be important later i he became a a a, a chief and then he saw that the puritans who he didn't trust because obviously they enslaved him or one of their brethren enslaved him. He, he sat back and negotiated. He saw they were the Puritans were dying. They didn't know what to do. And the Indians saved the British settlers, the Puritan settlers, by teaching them how to grow crops with different types of food like maize or corn. Here's the problem with Joy's argument. This is taught in schools. Where do you think I got all this information? It is taught in schools. Yes, she's right. It is a very complicated history with Thanksgiving. Where she's wrong is we actually are celebrating. The pilgrims, and the Puritans, they weren't pilgrims. The Puritans and the Wampanoag tribe having dinner. No, we're just together to be thankful for what we have. That's what it is. Now, she also is right in another sense, is that this country is founded on violence. Um, here's a qu- I've got a couple of questions here. What country is not founded on violence? Name one. Name one country out there. South Sudan. South Sudan was founded on a 20-year civil war. In Africa. You can't blame white people for that one. Okay? But what country or what continent or what civilization was ever not founded on violence? They all were. All of us. Africa. Australia. Europe. Asia. North America, South America. When we talk about, when we talk about tomorrow, we're going to talk about the rest of the world. Because here's the problem. We're always focused on this country. There's a lot of crap going on out there. And we're not talking about it. We're too busy worried about gay guys getting married in this country. We're not worried about Iran's uprising, Brazil's uprising, the uprising in China right now. We're going to talk about that tomorrow because I know I'm already 13 minutes into this. and I know I'm not going to have time and I'm probably going to go over today. So I don't want to hear. So that's the first thing. What country is not founded on violence? And then the other question is, what country acknowledges its violence more than the United States? The United States acknowledges we had slavery. We had Jim Crow. We acknowledge all that stuff. It's taught in our schools, unlike what the left tells us. How is it we know about slavery? How is it we know about Jim Crow? We know it because we are taught this stuff. Speaking of making up history, those 20 slaves she keeps talking about in the 1619 project keeps bring up, they weren't slaves. They they weren't slaves. They were indentured servants. I think most of those 20 African slaves that came over here, and I'm using scare quotes. Unfortunately, you can't see my hand gestures. Um, They were indentured servants. Do you know who else was indentured servants? Germans, Irish, Italians, Russians. They were all indentured servants. So Scottish, they were indentured servants too many of those quote slaves end quote had to just meet their servitude which could be 10 to 20 years now mind you a couple they never met it they never made it they were enslaved for life or they were killed early yes this did happen it was complicated but a few of those slaves i believe it was 10 of 10 or 9 or 10 of them completed their indentured servitude was given land where they Guess what? Guess what? Africans, mind you. Africans. There were free slaves. Africans bought slaves. Kamala Harris is a prime example of a person who is a person of color. I, I guess black somewhere. She's. I thought she was kind of Indian. But, but the reality is her family had slaves. Now, do I blame Kamala Harris for having... No, not at all. It's not Kamala Harris's fault she had slaves that was just the thing at this time but the reality is a 1619 project screaming that there were slaves in the united states that's just not true i mean sh- come on again what is that what does that mean it means history is complicated it's not cut and dry black and white there is gray Okay, so the United States. Okay, we did have two hundred years of slavery, and then we and and Jim Crow. I I, I think slavery and Jim Crow are one and the same. Um, that is true. Again, she's right, but history has not forgotten that stuff. And by the way, the United States didn't invent slavery. I'm sorry, we didn't invent slavery. Africans enslaved Africans before the United States was a thing. The Indians or indigenous people or Native Americans, whatever you want to call them, they enslaved other Indians or indigenous people or Native Americans, whatever you want to call them, way before the United States was founded. There are between one to two... And and by the way, the Bible, that's why the Jews god freed the jews they were slaves to the egyptians pretty sure two thousand years before christ was born slavery existed before the united states and what everyone seems to ignore is slavery exists today and not in the united states sort of i i'm sorry sex trafficking is slavery And we do have sex trafficking here. But it's illegal. Okay. One to two million slaves exist in Africa right now. Between 25 and 30 million slaves exist in Asia. And when we talk about China tomorrow, which we're going to talk about tomorrow, we need to remember that China is the leader in slavery. It still exists in China. And by the way, this is, again, another retcon of history. The Ku Klux Klan was a Democratic activist party. And they fought against the ending of slavery. Against, that was supported, the ending of slavery, by a Republican by the name of Abraham Lincoln. The first Republican president, by the way. And Republicans have never liked slavery. We've never been, I'm not a slave. Throughout history, it has been primarily Democrats that have belonged to the KKK, including a former senator, Robert Byrd, who was a grand cyclops of the KKK. Do you know who he was eulogized by? Hold on. Wait for it. Wait for it. Joe Biden and Barack Obama. I do not think the Democrats have any space to talk about anything when it comes to slavery and uh, submission or oppression. As a matter of fact, I think Democrats should be saying, hey, how about this? Republicans were right. Abraham Lincoln, he was pretty much right. All right, so let's get to this next story. God, I don't even know if I'm going to be able to get through most of this. I have three, I have, if you go to my website, I have, like, five stories to talk about i i i I just went off on thanksgiving and i really want to get off on some of this other stuff so i might go long today just because this some of this stuff's pretty awesome so tony fauci the doctor tony fauci whatever that means because i apparently we don't know what a doctor is anymore um is supposed to be retiring in december okay at the end of the month um here's the thing he really needs to go away the problem he has is he's a complete egomaniac. He loves being in front of the cameras. He loves hearing his name. I don't even think he cares whether it's good or bad. So Karen's, uh, Karen Jean-Pierre in the Biden administration decided to put him on a pedestal for his last push into retirement. Um, as usual, he was very unifying, Right. Uh, it, it's He he spreads nothing but the truth, by the way, right? He does. That's what he tells us. And he's the science because that's what he tells us. So he decided to do a lot of sciencing in that press conference and unify all of us. So here, listen to him here, unifying.
2: Vaccinated and unboosted versus vaccinated plus boosted. That doesn't mean you shouldn't get boosted, but the real danger isn't the people who have not been vaccinated so that's where we expect if we're going to see a problem this winter it's going. To-
0: okay the vaccines don't work masks don't work social distancing doesn't work everyone who doesn't have his own head up his ass knows this that includes the people who have remove their heads out of their asses includes msnbc cnn abc cbs ap and reuters they have all said that there's really real problems with the vaccine okay he is pushing a dead narrative because i don't think the guy is self-aware at all but what is the most important question when it comes to this virus How about where it came from? How about what caused it? And that was a question the press did ask because a lot of the press is beginning to realize, yeah, people aren't listening to us because we've been pushing a narrative that is just not true. And so the press got on Tony Fauci on his pedestal day and said, where did this virus come from? Where did it come from? Well, Karen St. Jean-Pierre, or whatever the name is, KGP, Jean-Pierre, terrible human being, just sat there and said, well, we're not answering those questions. Shouldn't you have been trying to look up those questions two years ago? Shouldn't you have been looking for an answer to these questions that everyone is asking? Oh, but she wasn't having any of that. Listen to her. Dr. Dr.
2: Dr. Um, (laughs) only only 13% of... Hold on one
0: second. We have a process here. I'm not calling out on people who yell. And you're being, you're, being, you're being disrespectful to your colleagues and you're being disrespectful to our guests. I will not call on you if you yell and also you're taking time off the clock because Dr. Fauci has to leave in a couple of minutes. I, I'm done. I'm not, going, I'm not getting into a back and forth with you. Go ahead, Jeremy. Thanks. Dr. Fauci. Um, but, but she's
1: only, asking. She's asking asking sorry, a great, great yes. no, she has she has question. Go ahead, Jeremy. Jeremy. very good question. You asked your question. You should allow her to it's answer. Go ahead, Jeremy. Jeremy. She Jeremy. It's question, Jeremy. Question, Dr. It's it's
2: the COVID-19. Is not, it is no not your turn. It is not your turn. You can't understand people. You can't read a press briefing.
1: You need to call from people across the room. She has a valid question. She's asked about the origin of COVID. I hear she, the question. Fact, she's the best person. I, to I
0: hear question. your question, but we're not doing this the way you want it. This is a it's disrespectful. Is it it is. I'm done, Simon. I'm done. I'm Simon, I'm Simon. I'm done. I'm done with you right now. Yeah, Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead.
2: You're taking time only, away from your
0: colleagues. Go ahead. Only 13% of the do- Okay, he didn't yell. He asked a question. He asked a question. That, by the way, another reporter asked the same question. Why don't you let him ask the question? Because they don't want to answer that question. They don't have to try to answer that question. They don't want to. When we talk about China tomorrow, it's going to be a big deal. They don't want to attempt to answer this question. Okay, so let's review. And so they ignore it. And by the way, that's not working with the American people. It's not working with people. I want to know where this virus came from. I'm sorry. I'm not buying the fact that a bat from one place and a pangolin from another had sex and suddenly we had this virus. I don't buy any of that crap. It doesn't make sense. There is enough evidence that there's been gain-of-function research. Boston University for whatever reason, we did talk about this, made a a Omicron more deadly. Why? Through gain-of-function research. Why would they do that? Here's the narrative. We are still in the pandemic. It's never going to end. They don't want the pandemic to end. Okay? Uh, The China virus is the worst thing since Carrot Top in Las Vegas. He's terrible. Yes, I was at, at the Luxor, so uh, Carrotop was there. But he's the wor- it's the worst thing in the world. We will all die if we do not take this untested vaccine that has already been proven doesn't work. The virus came from an effing pangolin, and if you're unvaccinated, you're a Nazi and you want your grandmother to die. No one is buying this crap. That is the narrative. It's still the narrative. They never kind of back off of that narrative. It's still there. Why? I don't know. The problem is Fauci is going into retirement and he's going to lose all relevance. There's no pandemic. He's going to be out of public view. He doesn't like this. And throughout his career, he's been wrong about everything. And now he's going to retire. So he's got to just, I mean, the guy's 80 years old, for Christ's sake. I mean, he's an old guy. But he's got to make the rounds on the news media because he's not going to be in the news anymore. He's not going to be important. I don't think he's going to retire. I think he's going to get some freaking cushy job at a, he's going to get some cushy job at a at CNN or MSNBC, MSNBC seems to love him. Okay. So, and what is he doing? Exactly what I thought he'd be doing. Going on MSNBC, going on CNN and talking and building up a pandemic that isn't there anymore. Okay. The, 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 The talk now is this RSV or RVS or whatever it is, respiratory illness, which basically is the flu. OK, here he is talking about, you know, should we shut down the schools? Should we cancel the holidays? I think your answer, I think the answer he gives you not going to be all that surprising. So yeah.
1: coming out of the holidays, should parents expect schools to shut down?
2: I don't know, uh, uh, Margaret. I'm not sure when when you talk about shutting down schools, there's always the collateral That's also radioactive. <laughs> exactly. There's always the collateral issues. So you have to balance and you do it in real time depending upon the viral load of disease in your region whether you know the upper northeast may be quite different from the southwest from the from the from the pacific coast from the upper northwest. So you have to have the local authorities evaluate on a situation by situation basis the the potential collateral deleterious effects With the effects of what might happen if you have so many kids getting infected.
0: Yeah. No. Not going to happen. Okay. This RSV virus that's out there, guess what? We have a word for that. Do you know what it is? It's the flu. We have spent two years keeping our kids inside. The kids have not been able to update their biology to not get infected by the flu. So when the kids go out there, they catch the flu. That is not another pandemic. That is, okay, they got the flu. And some of them are going to get pneumonia. COVID, yes, COVID cases are up. So what? COVID cases are always going to be here. We're always going to have COVID. We're going to have 70 versions of covid we're gonna have 70 versions of rsv it's gonna happen we're not shutting schools down anymore i do want to point out in this interview and i did see this interview um there were no follow-up questions challenging fauci again this is cnn so that shouldn't be a shock there were no questions about the origins of any virus there uh was no pushback about china's culpability. There were no questions about the lies spread by China, the WHO, and the CDC. There were no questions about an investigation about where the virus came from. There were no questions about gain-of-function research. Now, again, we know they were doing gain-of-function. We don't know where. We don't know who paid them. We don't know who approved any of this crap. This is stuff that we need to find out. But meanwhile, this idiot is trying to sit there and tell us, well, we may have to close schools again because of the flu? Does that mean every winter we're going to need to close schools? Because the flu comes every winter. How about this? We don't close schools and we let kids, I don't know, get sick, which is what they've been doing for the last, I don't know, 10,000 years and then they develop immunity to it and yes you know what not every kid's gonna survive not every adult's gonna survive some kids who are diabetic some kids by the way that's a respiratory illness a flu if you are overweight diabetic and smoke or whatever the flu could kill you are we gonna hide in our homes For the rest of all eternity because of COVID, which by the way, had less than a 1% death rate. This is insane. But here's the thing. CNN thinks that the United States is bad. So they buy this crap. It's the unvaccinated. It's all the Nazis that are unvaccinated and whatever, blah, blah, blah. They won't question Fauci for what he is he's a propagandist for the government that's all he is the best thing that Tony Fauci could do and I swear this I swear to this is just go away he, you'll be doing America a favor just go ride your white horse into the sunset Your horse will probably take a crap on America and American citizens and all us dumb hicks. Just go away. Stop going on CNN. And you know what would be nice? If CNN actually... If CNN actually just stopped signing this guy up. Now... Again, I've got 15 stories here, um, and I think I'm going to preview a couple of them. I'm going to preview one tomorrow for tomorrow, okay? Because Fauci did say something <clears throat> really horrid on Sunday, really horrid on Sunday, and it shows us where the CDC is actually looking. So let me preview this for tomorrow, okay, because he said this, and I couldn't believe it.
2: What happens is that if you look at the anti-China approach that clearly the Trump administration had right from the very beginning, and the accusatory nature, the Chinese are going to flinch back and say, no, I'm sorry, we're not going to talk to you about it, which is not correct. But they're not talking to the
1: Biden administration about it either. Exactly.
2: I think that horse is out of the barn, and they're very suspicious of anybody trying to accuse them. We need to have an open dialogue with their scientists and our scientists, keep the politics out of it, and let the scientists, because these are scientists that we've known for decades.
0: Mm -hmm. So tomorrow, basically what he said was, you know, you, China has a right to be upset that everyone's accusing them of releasing a virus. And it's Trump's fault. That I mean, that's what he said. Let's talk about China tomorrow. Because China? <laughs> wow. That's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about China tomorrow. We're going to talk about China. Brazil. Iran. Venezuela. We got a lot to talk about because we are so ethnocentric in this country. We, we ignore what's happening in the rest of the world. And so let's let's talk about that tomorrow. Hopefully, I, I mean, I really went longer than I thought I was going to go and I still have some great stories to talk about. Take care. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Happy Thanksgiving. Love you all. This is Gene. And you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics.